you positive heads. Welcome to a very special episode dedicated to none other than you, the pea heads themselves. I am your pea head enthusiast and hostess for the day, Alexa Hauser. I have been blessed to have the experience of helping out with Positive Head social media for the better part of a year. And through my digital interactions, I began to realize, as did Brandon, that we have some incredible beings listening to the show who are taking the information that Brandon puts out through the podcast and using it to transform their lives and create wonderful things. You listeners are all a huge, huge part of the life force that propels this show forward through time and space and we think it's time to bring forth some of you beautiful reflections and delve a little deeper into this collection of energy that is the positive head community so as we shine the spotlight on our listeners what we'll have them do is share their stories of how they attracted positive head into their life the transformation it's facilitated for them and what they're focused on creating now that they're in a more positive head space Also, this episode of the Positive Head Podcast is being brought to you thanks to the support of Gaia. If you're not familiar, Gaia is the go-to source for streaming consciousness content online. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com slash Positive Head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com slash Positive Head. Check it out. Hello, all you positive heads. On this week's P-Head Posse episode, our guest is positive head listener Danny Rongo. Danny is an author, playwright, podcaster, singer-songwriter, bassist, activist, and a direct disciple of Dr. Wayne Dyer. Hi, Danny. Welcome to the show. Alexa, how are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. Oh, I'm excited as well. I'm I'm doing really well, and I'm really interested in um, your direct disciple of Dr. Wayne Dyer. What does that mean exactly? Well, it it means someone <laughs> like I'm sure there's many out there, Alexa, who have just gravitated towards towards Dr. Dyer for one specific reason or another. But how mm. it happened to me was on the suggestion of my lifelong friend back in 1976. Uh, you can do the math; <laughs> some 40 years ago plus, but. Uh, uh, we were actually freshmen in high school and like he turned me on to this book called your erroneous zones. And for one reason or another, I just took such a, you know, such a personal uh, attachment towards that book that I just, I just followed suit with everything he read from that. And then I started to notice that it, it started to make me question a little more about my own spirituality. I started reading more from him and then obviously from other authors. So, but Wayne was always my my anchor per se, Alexa. You know what I mean? Like he was always that rock for me. And I just loved and then I, you know, like I would go to see him at his seminars and uh, you know, I had the pleasure of actually meeting him a few times. Actually me and my wife met him on a few occasions and uh so he you know, he's just always been that guy for me and I, you know, he's my guru, dare I say, but uh, he's mm. he's the guy for me, yeah. Definitely. Oh, I love that. Well, will you um, will you give us all ring ring? Is I it Wayne? It could be. <laughs> My bad. I'm sorry about that. Oh, no problem at all. Um, well, will you give us all maybe a little bit of your background of you know how you kind of what your story has been up until now and how you got on this path that led led you here to this conversation? Well, absolutely. Um, 
based on all those early readings from him, um, I was, you know, like I'm still to this day a, a singer songwriter and a musician. So I was always writing lyrics. And what I noticed is, as I started to get into my 20s, Alexa, that most of the lyrics that I was writing for my own songs always had this kind of theme towards it. I really wasn't sure like how to how to categorize it per se, but like I always noticed that there was a a commonality towards it, which I started reading more and find out that it was more of this term called oneness. Um, so I'm writing these songs and for some reason or another, they're real pretty songs, but my lyrics are all with different themes and different aspects of, of oneness in it. So I started going through the years, the songs, the records, the decades and stuff like that. But that was always my foundation. And, um, so then I started doing more from like an activist standpoint, I started to give back and serve in you know, like in the many ways that people you know, do, uh, with, with like me, I, I like found a niche. I started working doing like a lot of work for veterans and, uh, which, which really touched home for me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not a veteran per se. My, uh, my dad was, and I had a lot of cousins and uncles who, who are, and, and who were, but I've always had, an, uh, a real close association to veterans. So I started doing an awful lot of work for them, raising an awful lot of money too as well. And then, you know, as I started to grow more and more, I started writing more songs. I started doing more things and more activating and uh, advocating, I should say. And um, I had a really big thing happen back in 2016. Through all the stuff I was just telling you, Alexa, I was working on Wall Street for 30 years, was my full-time mm. position. I was a bond trader and sales per- person for uh, Citigroup, very big company. Uh, and uh, in in March of 2016, I got I got laid off by them. It just happens in that industry. They don't keep you, you know, as soon as you get into your mid-50s, it's like, don't let the door hit you and then you know what, you know what I mean? So. <laughs> Uh, at first I was devastated and I was like, all right, so I'm sitting having these heart to hearts with my wife and it's like, okay, where do we go? We just recently, uh, you know, like we were in our, our, our dream home and we were saying, how are we going to be able to hold it and stuff like that? But, um, so I kind of had one of those aha moments per se, uh, you know, I was just doing a walk in a, in a meditating session one day and like the word surrender just actually popped into my head. So, uh, uh, from that, I started just, you know, delving more into that aspect of, of one is like how important it is to like, be able to let go and let God, as they say, um, I was, I was viewing that same premise just from the word surrender. Like it's important for me to surrender what I was going through. I didn't need the weight. I didn't need the baggage of, hey, I lost a job I had for 30 years. What are we going to do for money? What are we going to do about the home? Blah, blah. So I just personally gave it away. And I, you know, like they say, let go, let God, or I took a leap of faith. Plenty of adages about that, about that phrase and about that saying. So that actually led to another song of mine and uh, which went along very well in my circles and with my uh, friends on my sites and everything. But that kind of led me to a musical. And, uh, you know, cause I've always had these songs. I said, so, all right, here I am now technically unemployed. What's the best way for me to continue this message of oneness. And that song was like the inspiration. And plus from the help of my stepdaughter, who I mentioned to you earlier, uh, who said, Danny, you've always done the songs and you've always done these and you do fundraisers and you always talk about oneness, you stand in front of people and you speak about oneness. 
but you have the music too. She goes, why don't you put it into a musical? And that's when that proverbial light bulb went off, Alexa. And I was like, ding, 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 ding. I was like, wow. Mm. So that's what I spent most of 2016 doing was I put, I took 10 of my songs that had um, a really combined cohesive message of oneness. And then I wrote a play around it. Obviously it was a one man play. It was just me. So how I wrote this musical was that uh, it was actually called The Phone Call, where I was having a conversation on my iPad up on stage with a friend of mine who was in need to try and come to terms with the understanding of oneness. So through the play, I'm having this conversation with him and I'd go through specific chapters and then I would conclude each chapter and perform one of the songs, either by playing it by myself on acoustic bass, guitar, which is my instrument, and singing it or singing along to the backing tracks that I have from my records. Um, so um, I actually put that together and then I started to perform it in in some uh, you know smaller theaters in New Jersey. And then I had the opportunity to uh, actually perform it on Broadway in New York wow. City. Do, and with, with all thanks to United Solo, which is the largest um, um, actual uh, festival uh, like in the world for, for like solo performers. And uh, they like have a festival every year on Broadway and I was selected to be part of that. So that was just huge for me to be able to have my message and then take it from theaters in New Jersey to Broadway. And what came after that, through through the tail end of that, like, you know, just about as I got it on, on Broadway, uh, my, like, mom felt really, really sick. And uh, so, obviously, that, like, took a lot of my energy and my family's energy. And, uh, you know, like, and my mom actually passed away in January of this year. So, January 18, my mom passed. Mm. So, of course, I did some soul searching with mom, Alexa, and I was like, you know, you know, like after she passed, I was like, mom, I said, I need your incentive. I need your you know, like intuition, which is a whole chapter of my book, by the way, uh, which is about, you know, intuition and how we can channel it better from a perspective of oneness. I was like, I did the musical, mom. I took it to Broadway. Not that I can't take that further, but give me a sign. What do I, you know, where do I go from here, per se? And I heard her voice loud and clear in my head. She always, she always called me Danielson. My Danielson, Danielson. She'd go like mm-hmm. that to me all the time. Mm-hmm. So she said, "Write a book, Danielson. Write a book." So you know, in in like March of this year, I sat down and, like like many inspired authors say, Alexa, the words just really just fell out of me. Uh, so I wrote pretty much solid for about four months. Got me up till about the end of July. And I had this book and uh, I decided to call it, uh, I am God. Uh, and so are you, my friend. Mm. Uh, and the subtitle is a common man's guide to oneness. Um, so from there, I, I started shopping for, for the right publisher and, uh, all I've ever read, not all I, I've, I've ever, read, I'd probably say 90% of the spiritual related, you know, like related books that I've read over the years were from Hay House. So they were my first stop, and I found a really good niche with um, Balboa Press, which is a subdivision of Hay House. So I was able to work out, like, deal with them. And uh, as I'm sitting here speaking to you, I'm looking right at my uh, book, which just like came to fruition over the last over the last actual week. Uh, I just got my copy, and it's now available on all your online, re- uh, you know, all, all the online retailers, I should say. 
Wow. And uh, I'm working out now with them how, how I'm getting it in the, you know, brick and mortar stores per se. But uh, this journey, like I was saying, Alexa, it just like went from like me with music and then to like to getting laid off from a job to making a musical and then losing my mom and then being inspired to write a book. So what I did while the book was being processed by by Balboa Press, uh, you know, you know, because they told me this is back in like the early part of because they said this is probably going to be a four to five month process. I said, fine. I said, let me look into the world of podcasting. And that <laughs> is how I came across guys like you, Positive Head or sites like you, I should say. And I said, you know what? I said, this is perfect for me to do my own podcast, you know, while I'm, I'm waiting for the book to come and while my friends and fans who, you know, try to stay in touch with what I'm talking about in, in oneness because I can only say so many times a week, oh, the book should be out in four and a half months, now four months, now three and a half months. So I said, you know, so I started putting out these podcasts over the last couple of uh, couple of months and that's that's under the name of that oneness guy so if you've seen that out there that's me your own uh, podcast that oneness uh, guy I'm, I'm that oneness guy yes yes i love uh, it <laughs> and um but uh you know like i was inspired by actually visiting your like site um you know which just gave me so much more in, like inspiration because i'm like all right how do i how do i come across you know talking about what I talk about and I don't like to go too long with my uh, episodes per se, but I said, you know what I can do? That's, that's a little different too. So I start and end each like one of my episodes with, you know, like a little clip from one of my songs. So mm. I'm almost pulling in parts of my musical with my podcast episodes too. So I'm hoping that that attracts to certain listeners too, which I know it has in the past on the people who've liked and have seen my musical, but um, you know, so that's, I guess, technically where I'm at right now. I, I have, you know, I have a newly released book, uh, a podcast that's out there, and I'm, and I'm speaking to you, Alexa, and I <laughs> couldn't be happier, my friend. Oh, wow. Congrats, Danny. That's amazing. It's like, it feels like you are, you are in the vortex, my friend. Um, yeah, and <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, I'm actually, I'm really interested, you know, in the book. Could you give us like, um, I don't know, some your favorite parts or some big tech takeaways that we might um, get or that might like interest someone into, you know, diving deeper into the content? Well, absolutely. First and foremost, why I chose to use as, as a subtitle, Alexa, a common man's guide to oneness, because, you know, I've read I've read many spiritual books. I'm sure you have. Everyone has. And, you know, it's it's always been my like take that aside from someone like a Wayne Dyer, who to me was so relatable. And that's why I guess I really gravitated for him. Yeah, uh, I I wanted to come across from that angle. I didn't want to like, you know, like to be viewed as that, you know, guy. Oh, he's a little too spiritual for me. Uh, how I'm talking to you is how the book reads. You know, I mean, everything that I've ever done from my songs, from speaking in, in, in front of two people or speaking in front of 200 people. When I speak about oneness, I come across like someone you want to talk with, first of all, and you can relate to. That's why I said this is a common man's guide to oneness. I put it in those terms. You want to call them layman, layman's terms? That's fine. I don't care. But I just want the people to know that you'll understand it. You'll get where it's coming from. I'm honest. You know what I mean? Uh, there's like a lot of point, you know, like that, that title 
First and foremost, I am God. That's why I put in parentheses underneath that. And so are you, my friend. I know that that's kind of representing shock value, which I wanted to have. I want people to understand that 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 inherent truth and force that resides in everything is your God, whatever you want to call your God, Alexa. I, I you know, like I, I state this first and foremost, that I don't care what you call it. You can call it God, Allah, Buddha. You can call it bookcase. You can call it, you know, here's my thermos on my desk. You can call it thermos. It doesn't make a difference. Mm-hmm. Whatever you relate to your higher entity, your higher source, you are one with that. And this book goes into details on how, you know, over generations, we've been led to believe that that's not the case. And in so many ways that, you know, from what I learned, I was raised pretty much a devout Catholic. And not to go into too much detail about it, but over like my 20s and 30s, I naturally gravitated away from that. Not to put down anyone who still practices that. That's another thing that I say. There is no right or wrong way to live your life. Life just is. I have one sole objective with this book, Alexa, and that's to make people lead less stressful lives. Okay, Mm -hmm. there's so much out there. I'm not to tell you. You look on the headlines every single day. What do we see? We see tragedies. We see hatred. We see divisiveness. People ask me, like, if my book is relevant, I go, relevant? Are you kidding? This is <sighs> this is like, you know, the be all end all as far as I'm concerned. Because if we don't come to terms with something along these lines, I don't know where we're heading. We have to come to terms with oneness. We have to understand that this kill, we're killing ourselves. We're the only species on this planet that pretty much knowingly and willingly kills its own kind. And when they ask me why, I say it's because we've grown so far away from that, from that inherent truth that we are tied together. It's like slicing off your left hand with your right hand. Why do we do this to each other? I'll never understand it. It's been my drive in my life since I started, you know, since I told you back in 1976 from you and sauce, that has been my sole S-O-U-L objective is to try and bring us back towards that knowing we need to remember our inherent truth, you know, and how I say in the book, you could even, you could even separate that word. Remember, we need to remember with that truth again, that we are one. Mm, love that. And what are, you know, from your perspective, what are some ways that we can do that? How can we remember? How can we start to, you know, if our society is so disconnected, it's like, what mm-hmm. are the ways that we can um, either help others remember or remember ourselves, like come back into oneness? How? how? Yeah. Well, plenty of ways. Um, first, you have to come to the knowing that, you know, you you are one. Uh, I start off by, by like saying, okay, uh, let's go back to square like one. All right. If you're born on this planet, if you're breathing, if you're alive, you are what? And then everyone says a human being. I go, okay, stop right there. Take everything else out of the equation. Take where you were born. Take the language you speak, the color of your skin, take everything else out of the equation. If you're breathing, if you're quote unquote, a human being, then that's, to me, that's ground zero of like oneness. It proves that we are connected. I go into detail furthermore about how we're one with everything else on the planet as well. But people just have to get to that simple knowledge like, okay, so we are all these things that we just know as human beings. Okay, so 
that to me as has always proved it first and foremost but people just get away from that again based on maybe if they were you know told that okay we're one with the people who were born on this side of the planet and we're one with the people who have this color to their skin you know for whatever reasons that those like walls of separation have have like been in place for centuries and millennia like why is is anyone's guess but that's always been there we've grown away as as, as society has has grown <clears throat> we've just grown further and further away from that inherent truth and you know so when people come into just getting back to that ground zero per se you know like how do you not know that uh you know like what happens on the other side of the planet happens to us you know uh it's not for whom the bell tolls per se uh, from from like Jonathan Dunn back in the 16th century, like that was such a such a beautiful you know like a poetic way to describe oneness. Uh, Ask not for whom the bell tolls when he said that in that in one of his poems back then. That was because back in the villages, like when somebody would die, they would ring the town bell. But to Jonathan Dunn's point, he never had to ask. All right, who died? Because he knew oneness. He understood oneness. He knows as long as I hear that bell that a part of me has died as well. Like it's that mm. simple understanding that we've grown <clears throat> away from, you know, and there's so many examples of that. You, that example just reminded me of something that I read, I think a month ago. And it's, it was one of the most, like it resonated with my soul so deeply. And it has to do with everything that you, you were just talking about. I was talking about how like somewhere on the other side of the world in, in, in ancient tribe or something, everyone who is born in the tribe has a song when they're born. Oh, I love that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. When, it's so beautiful. Think about that. And hey, yeah. that's the truth, you know? Yeah. And um, but, like, go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, but how specifically, like, so everyone who's born has a song. And, like, the song is created, like, the mother hears the song and then sings, this, teaches the song to the, the her partner, and then they have a baby, and the baby is born into the song, basically. So every member of the society of the tribe has a song when that when any member of the tribe does anything that is, you know, um, out of alignment, you know, something that we in this society would punish someone for or put them in jail for or kill them, whatever it is, you know, mm -hmm. um, um, in in the tribe, they all make the person come and stand in the center of a circle and they all gather around this person and they sing that person's song to them over and over and over wow. and over again until they remember like who they are. I and love that. I, I do too. And I just, I've, I've always remembered that when I read it, it just hit me so deeply. I was like, wow, like that is such an example of love. Like that's such an example of like how to heal someone instead of ostracizing them more, you know, instead yeah. of it's like, but it's going back to what you're talking about, how like we are all one and like that philosophy and that way of dealing with society, people and society and issues in society is such a, it's based off that principle, obviously yeah. of like, we are all one. We all need to heal together. And I just, I don't know. I just, I thought of that. And it's so beautiful. That's beautiful. So, yeah. yeah. I like to use this too as an analogy to Alexa when I'm like speaking to someone. I say, um, picture you're standing by the ocean, all right, and you have a bucket. You take that bucket, you stick it in the ocean, you pull it out, and you take it from your right hand to your left hand, and you're looking at that bucket. All right, so now the question is this. 
is the water in the bucket still considered the ocean? And the answer mm. is obviously yes, it's the ocean, but it's just in a small container. So then I always take it further and say, all right, now in that same scenario, do the same thing, but now consider pulling out, taking that bucket, taking out like a bucket of your God, okay? So the ocean is God. You take a bucket out and then you pull it to the side again. So now what's in the bucket is still is still God, mm. right? So the ocean, mm-hmm. see, you know, it's, it's, it's little things like that that I think to help paint pictures, you know what mm. I mean? Just to show yeah. that you're one. Like if you take a bucket of water out of the ocean, it's still considered the ocean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Simple and- things that people just got away from. Yeah. And so you're saying like, we are, we, it's, it goes back to that quote, right? Like, um, oh gosh, I'm going to butcher it, but you know what I mean? It's uh, talking about like the drop in the ocean, like the drop is still the ocean essentially. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's amazing. So what is one piece of advice that you would, um, give to uh, a positive head listener that you think it would be important for them to know or understand as they continue on their own journey? Well, first and foremost, keep listening to a positive head folks, because (laughs) we need more, you know, thinkers along these lines. And we don't know what inspires us to do these kind of things, Alexa, that actually makes you care, that makes Brandon care and stuff like that. So, you know, when, when like people take the time to do things like that, not that I'm trying to pat us all on the back, but we like do it for reasons because we were inspired. If there's any aspect of coming together, of unity, of peace, aka oneness, whatever you want to call it, that you can latch on to, all right, well, then that's going to inspire you. And in whatever way it inspires you, you're going to be helping the collective consciousness because that's what we're trying to do here. Okay. Mm. I go as far to say that people say, Oh, the world is in such, you know, such bad shape. Yeah, it is. But if you believe and understand in oneness and something else, I also go into detail in the book too, Alexa, is that we did it. We got it here. We Mm. are the sum of a collective consciousness that has taken us so far from that inherent truth over millennia that we find ourselves now at this boiling point. And yes, it's a boiling point. When you turn on the news, you know that this this planet's in trouble in so many ways. And it's Mm. all because of divisiveness. And I go even deeper in and I say the biggest culprit there has been EGO, ego, edge God out. Mm. There's a lot of different acronyms for it, but I like to use edge God out because that's what it happened. Everything is about me, mine, or mine's better, you should be this way. Follow this religion, follow this law. This is the right way. This is the wrong way. Everything's from divisiveness. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So again, to all of your listeners, if there's anything, any small aspect, it, it, I don't care if it's oneness. I don't care if it's anything. As, if it's something that can help to unite us to any degree, to help maybe, you know, take away some of the hatred some of the, you know, some of the darkness, they always say, you know, um, hate begets hate. And and I understand that. And it's the same way with love. You know what I mean? If we could put mm-hmm. out a collective consciousness and energy that can permeate the world, it has no other way than, than to be helpful. It has to. 
because we're yeah. all energy. We're all nothing but energy. And what we think about expands. And that's another big part of the book, too. I hate to keep going back to it. But I, every time I talk, mm-hmm. I keep thinking about things that are, you know, that yeah. make sense to me. We're an energy. When people have, you know, bad, bad negative thoughts, you know, that's what goes out into the world. And it does affect it, you know, like not just your immediate circle, but, you know, it goes out, it travels into the world. I give this example, Alexa, you know, like if I could, because it makes so much sense. How many times have you been sitting at home? Okay. You know, thinking about your friend for one reason or another, and then the phone rings, right? And it's that Mm. person on the phone and you go, oh my God, I was just thinking about you. How can that be? (laughs) That's exactly what I'm talking about. The only way that that happens is because of energy, because you were thinking about your friend and your energy permeated out into the universe. I don't care like if your friend was on the other side of town or on the other side of the planet, he or she felt your energy picked up the phone and called you. It happens no other way. People say, oh, it's just a coincidence. No such thing. There are no accidents in a perfect universe. I use that a lot and I love it. No accidents in the perfect universe. You were thinking about your friend, but that's what I'm getting back to the friends out there. If you're listening, we're all energy. So it really does make a difference on how we think and the thoughts that we put out into the world. People who have negative thoughts about hatred, thoughts about divisive thoughts, that's what we're putting out there. That's why it's so hard to reverse this collective consciousness, folks, because we're stuck in this rut. We're stuck in this trend of like Mm -hmm. bad things happening and everything. And everyone says, yeah, but the world's too far gone. It's never too far gone. Michael Jackson said it first and foremost, and and it's a staple in my world. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. That's how it starts, friends. That's how it starts. Zing. Love right, that Alexa, one. Right? <laughs> I never MJ listened. I, coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of that. I mean, that is obviously what that song's about, but it never hit me as profoundly as when you just said it. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly I'm right. Sorry, but the man in the I'm asking him to change his ways because that's what it is. We have to change how we think. Again, these mm. are all topics that I go into detail, like in my book. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and it's available out there, folks, if you're listening, you know. Yeah, you where can they? Where can they get it? As it is right now, it's like I said, all you know, like all your uh, online retailers, Amazon, Amazon.com. Just look up "I Am God" and so are you, my friend, Danny Rongo, and and you'll find it. Right now, it's in three uh, formats. You can buy it in a paperback for I think eleven bucks. You can buy it a hard copy, which is like twenty two bucks, or you can buy the um, ebook, which is like three ninety nine. I think if you like to read on a Kindle or something along those lines. Awesome. And where can people find you? I know you have like, uh, is there a play still going on or what? That sounds so interesting. What's the deal not with that? As, not as we speak. Um, what I am hoping to do, hopefully with the help of my publisher, Balboa Press, is to maybe, you know, like as I start to do some of these um book signing events, I want to make an event out of it because I'm not just your regular spiritual author. I'm an entertainer, first and foremost, <laughs> pretty much so. I yeah. do make these events, you know, and I am planning to make it events because as I'm talking about this stuff, like I did in my play, Alexa, I could talk about a topic and then put on my guitar and follow it up with a song. That's, mm. you know, all my music's out there too, folks. If you if you just care to look up on, on iTunes and everything, I'll just look up Danny Rongo. Um, yeah yeah so um it's all good um i'm at this place now uh 
I'm, I, I'm 57 years old. Why am I talking about this now at this stage of my life? Because again, when you know that there's no accidents in a perfect universe, folks, you don't look at the how and why. You just accept, you know, this is, this is, this is my journey. This is where I'm at at this, at this stage of my life. And I'm still trying to get my message to as many people on this planet as possible because I've, I've done, you know, fairly well on like my little small corner of the world, Alexa. Mm. But I know that this message has to be global. And I'm, you know, I'm hoping that just this talk with you here right now can help that. Uh, hoping the book helps it, hoping my music helps it. I'm trying to do it in as many formats as possible. Yeah, you have, you're, you're covering all the uh, mediums. I think that's, I yeah, think, I'm I trying. Think- I think you're you're amazing, um, you know, for for um, letting it flow through all of these different outlets. Um, and it's it's really wonderful to just think about all of that permeating, you know, the, the world and reaching different people. And um, yeah, it has to catch on, Alexa. We need it. It's so it's it's, it's yeah. So- it's so relevant. I keep, I, I keep using that word, but uh, yeah, it, it really is. We're in trouble here in like so many ways. And, uh, you know, I just, I just want us to really take the time to think and really monitor how we think. I also say, think about what we think about as odd as that sounds, but that's the truth. Mm. If we start to think about what we think about, you know, even if it's just something as, as like simple as like a judgmental thought, I use this example in the book, like, uh, I've actually, I've practiced that over the years because we all know what it's like to be walking down the street and somebody who's, somebody's walking towards you who may be different. Now you can define different in any way you want, you know, but someone's different. So our immediate thought like, like that is like, you know, either like some kind of judgmental thought. And you know, like when I started to catch myself doing that, I stopped those thoughts immediately. You know, what mm-hmm. I mean, so even just yeah. something like that to think about what I'm thinking about, you know, to, you know, because like to have a judgmental thought isn't isn't proving anything. It just means that I have to judge, which is not how I want to be. You know, mm-hmm. I try not to judge in all, you know, times of 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 my daily life. I try not to be judgmental as anything. So we all have to work at it. Absolutely. It's a practice for sure. I, I, yeah. I was talking about whether, I don't know, on some podcast, one podcast, I was talking about how um, this year when I was at Burning Man, I was really noticing how by like the third or fourth day um, or just just the whole time I was there. But I was really starting to notice this time how the thing that I love about being there is that while I when wherever I go, whatever I'm doing, whoever is crossing my path my immediate thought is this person is awesome because blank. It's whereas I was comparing that with how I usually feel when I'm walking down the street and I see someone. Exactly. I was just saying, right? Yes, exactly. Where it's like almost this immediate separation mentality of like, how is this person different than me? And why should I be afraid of them? Or why should I be um, on guard about them? Or why should I be like how it's this totally different mindset. And it's beautiful how when you're constantly in when your heart is open that's when you're thinking how is this person like um what what do we have in common how can i connect with this person why is this person awesome instead of what the opposite right and it's like truly 
um, it shows it shows me truly what we're working towards. That's what we're working towards. We're working towards that way of life toward where till that way of life is our life. You know, And when you think along those lines, Alexa, don't you feel lighter? Absolutely. Don't you feel lighter? Right. Yeah. Like because that just says that it's working in total harmony with what your source is. Mm. What, again, whatever you call that source, when you come from that place of sending a silent message of love to someone who you pass by. You don't even, you know, you can just send someone love you just pass them down the street or I walk in a, you know, who's walking the other way. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll sense that you'll feel lighter because you're coming to terms with oneness. You're coming to terms with your higher self and that's what we're supposed to do. Simple things like that because once you do that and like to your point, when you get into a habit of it, you really start to see things change. You know what I mean, it's mm. all it's all good energy. We have to have it. We have to share it. We have to share it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, I have another. I have one more question for you here. Sure. Do you have any fun or inspiring manifestation stories or synchronicity stories that you like to share? Well, especially because I'm I'm still in touch with uh, so many of my friends who are my age who had the same career that I had when I was referring earlier to to Wall Street and how I worked down there for, for 30 years. And, uh, and and there's friends of mine who I'm still in touch with who are my age or who are you know, like approaching this age of like the mid-50s who just know that, you know, it's going to happen sooner or later. Mm. Um I've been reaching out to them and I've been sharing what I've been able to do and accomplish since it happened to me back in March of 2016. And they're like nervous when they hear it. But I say, listen, first of all, I hit them with everything from my book. Like there are no accidents in a perfect universe. So if you do get laid off, it's for the right reasons. Just welcome it surrender like i said earlier surrender to your higher source be receptive we need to be receptive to your intuitive feelings which people get away from here which is yet another chapter in the book about intuition i always say that when we talk to god alexa it's called prayer but when god answers back what's that called and they go prayer to i go no it's not prayer that's intuition that's those Mm. gut feelings that keep gnawing at us over time and time and time because that's your higher source trying to steer you in the right direction so i tell my friends just be receptive to that stuff be open to when you have intuitive feelings because it's going to lead you in the right direction like like it did with me like i was able to you know like create this musical and put it out there and, and perform in front of hundreds and thousands of people. And then it took me to Broadway and, and, you know, and then from there, like even, even having the passing of my mom, which is, you know, crushed me uh, like to no end, but mm-hmm. I found something receptive in that. And it was, and, and it was my mom's voice and my, and, and my higher self come to me and say, write a book. So you know, I'm just being receptive to what I feel is oneness and this higher self. And it's leading me in these great, great directions. You know what I mean? And uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, I'm like hoping to inspire some of the, some of the friends that I've had who are approaching this end, or if you've just recently lost a job for anyone out there, if you've lost a job or something along those lines, Hey, it happened for a reason. 
again, just stay receptive, man, and let let these feelings, let the energy, it's all it is, it's going to flow to you. If you put a blockage, that ain't going to help. You know, you got to be receptive to it. Keep open. Mm, absolutely. Amen to that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, Danny, this has been very enlightening and very soothing. I love your energy. Well, and I- <laughs> hey, man, you are awesome, Alexa. And uh, I could not thank you and Brandon enough for this, for, for this opportunity. Uh, like I said, it's just... Um, you guys were like one of the first pockets that I actually looked at and said, oh, I was like, wow, first of all, you guys are like a high, high end podcast. Mine is <laughs> a high you know, end podcast. Wow. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, you got everything down. Everything's like, those, you know, I'm, uh, mine's, mine's good. You know, like the content is there, you know, but I'm just talking from like a technical aspect. You guys are crushing, which is great. God bless you. Uh, <laughs> but you inspired me, you know, like I said, in fact, I still have it up right here. Let me just look at it again. The way you say here, uh, interviews a different consciousness change maker that is helping to pave the way for humanity as we collectively transition into a state of expanded consciousness and awareness. Folks, just read their mission statement here. <laughs> That's what it's about. That's what I'm trying to do in my small corner, too. We're trying mm. to, you know, transition from a collective standpoint. We're trying to all move forward. That's what I said. You know, it's the collective consciousness that brought us, that brought us, I should say, to this boiling point. And it's these kind of things that'll help to reverse it or to start a new collective consciousness that'll, you know, get us back towards a, a, a oneness, per mm. se, you know, and, and being together and having conscious awareness. Mm. And I am looking forward to that. Let me tell yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Well, Danny, this is amazing. Thank you for sharing all of your wisdom. I hope everyone listening goes and checks out your book and your podcast and your play if it comes out or is started again and all the and your music. It's like you're doing so many things. You're using so many different mediums to, you know, let the energy flow. And I think that's so important and so beautiful and such a beautiful example, you know, wow. because um, it just shows there's just no limits and, and there's just so many possibilities if we're just open to it. So thank you for being open to it. Thank you for being um, receptive. Please, yes. Um, <laughs> I'm humbled there. Thank you for the kind words. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, yeah, until until next time, as, uh, as Brandon always says, journey well. That's it for this week's episode. If you're a listener with a story to share and are interested in being featured on a future episode of this special series, you can email me at alexa at positivehead.com. Also, if you're craving more consciousness-elevating content, be sure to check out Gaia, which is the go-to source for streaming consciousness content on the web, where you can stream an incredible 7,000-plus exclusive videos covering 5,000 years of wisdom. As you all hear Brandon constantly say, it's a daily conscious effort to maintain an elevated vibration, and if you're looking to journey deep down the rabbit hole to do so, then Gaia is the best place we know of to do it period. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com slash positive head. Check it out. Otherwise, tune in next Friday for another P-Head Posse episode. And until then, as Brandon always says, journey well.